Hello, my name is Sunny Aigbe. Welcome to A Boy and His Dream podcast. Well, we have special guests in the house today. And uh, on my right, I have my amazing mentee, a student from, um, what is your school again? Uh, the University of Missouri. Well, don't laugh at me. Age has something to do on my end right now, so I can't remember anything. No, I'm just kidding. Well, so um, he's from University of Missouri, and uh, he is studying electrical engineer. Yep, uh, double com- major. Double major on computer science. So I want to welcome you to the program. And then on my left, I have Dr. Santini, and uh, my very good friend. I want to welcome you to the program. And on my far left, I have Imani yes. Bridges, who happens to be the mother to this amazing man here, lawyer. And I want to welcome all three of you to this amazing episode. Thank you. Upon his dream podcast. So we're going to dive into it quickly because I know time is of the essence. And doctor here, got to go. <laughs> and I appreciate it. He's amazing. We lift weights together. Look at those guns. <laughs> and, uh, you know, mind, body, and soul, whether you have multiple degrees, and if you can get your mind right, you're going to have a problem. Trust me. It doesn't matter how much you have, where you live, who you partner with. If your mind is not right, you cannot treat people right, and you just start having problems. And that's what a boy in his dream does. This is what we do. We are storyteller. We take a very nasty story that could have destroyed a human being. We make it better. You know, we meet people in where they are and take them to where they need to be. We're all about helping people to be better. Mm-hmm. We don't judge people. We're all about bettering people. We're all about making the society a better place so that people feel good, people treat each other right. That even reduces the crime rate. It's not the police. Well, mm-hmm. police is good. However, we need to hold each other accountable in some of the specific behavior that we portray out there that is detrimental to safety and security of people. That's what Born His Dream do. And most of those behavior are coming from the youth. I'm not saying you. I'm saying those youth out there on the street. So because you chose to do right, we're going to make everything right over time. So today, I have a specific question. Tell us how you got into a Born His Dream program and what attracted you. And your name, how you got into the program, and the school you are. Okay. So, uh, my name, uh, Loyal Bridges. I go to the University of Missouri in Columbia. And what drew me to the Boy in His Dream Foundation was actually my grandmother. She had connections with a friend, Diana Bridges. Diana Bridges, my co-founder. Yeah, the co-founder. And... She had ended up reaching out to me saying, you know, this is an organization I found out about from my friend. I think you should apply to the scholarship to try to better yourself for college because we were low on funds for college, and I didn't need the money for it. And after applying, I found Sonny and came in contact with a lot of amazing people. And as a whole, a boy in his dream, the foundation and your mentorship really did help, like, open my eyes to things that I wasn't seeing before. And I could say that I've probably seen more than a lot of my friends, like, around me. So I want to thank you for that. And Buena's Dream really did help. And I say even just, like, our workout, workout, the sessions that we you have and everything. Physical activity. Yeah, physical <laughs> activities, just little things we're doing. Like, it really shows me more, help even you, where we're at. Just it help you feel better? And you see things differently? Definitely. Okay. Thank you so much for your impact and your perspective about 
yeah. how you feel no and problem. what you think about his dreams all about. And I'm going to introduce uh, Dr. Santini here real quickly. We, uh, look, in life, you know, after everything I've been through, being born out of wedlock and not being accepted in Nigeria, and the situation that happened to me in Nigeria, all the rejection, could have just made me want to be a bitter person and a bad person, but I chose not to. And as you also know that in life, choices matter. The choices that we make matter is what's going to help us. And also, expectation and positioning and proper representation among our youth play a very significant role on whether they're going to make it or not, whether they're going to be accepted or not. I don't think race has anything to do with that. It's your behavior, your presentation, re representation, what comes out of your mouth. This people, this, that's the way people perceive you. So I'm going to throw this question to you, sir. You own your own business. You're a doctor. You, you are a very successful you know, you know, uh, doctor here in Chicago. What do you expect from a, a young adult who just graduated from college or high school looking for a job and or just looking for a mentorship or acceptance. What is the expectation? I mean, I'm looking for what is it? Because most of our children don't know what to expect at all. Um, you know, I, I think uh, his, his generation probably has a, a bad reputation as uh, all older generations look down and think people don't want to work anymore. But um you know, as far as an entrepreneur and business owner, what I look for is somebody to be on time, to show up, punctual, professional, um, just hungry to learn. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't. I don't care if, if if you don't understand anything about my business. We can teach you as long as you're hungry to learn, um, and you know, you're willing to be a team player. That's mm -hmm. huge. You mm -hmm. know, so I know we all kind of play sports and, you know, it, it plays a big role in, uh, in running a successful business and, and a team being successful. So, um, you know, I was, I was surprised when I took over my business. Um, I had an older staff that when COVID happened, I, I lost everybody and I had to start over. And I was very uh, concerned about that. And I was apprehensive to hire young people, mm -hmm. but I actually ended up hiring 22, 23-year-olds, and they have uh, really exceeded my expectations of, of what's capable and stuff. So I think uh, we need to give them more respect, younger people. Mm -hmm. So what you're expecting right now, they should be able to demonstrate this uh, skill, that what it takes to be able to do the job, mm -hmm. and also behavior and grooming and... Because I've, I've seen that as a potential problem in most of the you know, establishment whereby people are not being hired in and they not considered that to be um, either the color of the skin mm -hmm. or um, um, their gender. And uh, I don't think it has nothing to do with gender or the color of your skin. But most, sometimes it does, but quite often it's not. If you are qualified, I think someone is going to give you a chance. Because if I, I just hear from you right now as a company, you have your own business. And then I heard from a different perspective, from a different doctor who said, look, I don't look at people based on their color or the race or where they're born. Uh screen people based on their qualification because I have a business to run and I want to succeed in my business. In order to succeed in business, you want to hire a qualified individual. And to be qualified, you have to go to school. And that's why we're here. So many people who came from a broken home, adverse situation, and don't think that there are resources available. And, um, and the 
don't also take advantage of the resources if available. And I'm going to throw the next question to you, ma'am. You trusted us to work with your son, and he also trusted us to work with him. And how did you encourage him to take advantage of resources? I mean, you're an executive too. What you do, you know the struggle. You're raising mm-hmm. the kid. How did you trust the boy on his dream? What makes you trust the boy on his dream at all mm-hmm. to be able to work with your son? Because there's so many other nonprofit organizations. You know, we are um, 100% of the proceeds go straight to problem solving. We don't get paid. Mm-hmm. We don't have operation. We don't have any you know, overhead cost. We raise money. We give it out to the children. What makes you trust a boy in his dream? Why? And, and that was yeah. part of it, too. Uh, before he actually enrolled himself, we were at the gala the year before. So I was actually personally able to see uh, some of the, the beneficiaries from the year before. Mm-hmm. The students that came heard what they had to say about the foundation, mm-hmm. knowing that it was truly about giving back to the youth, mm-hmm. those students using that to help propel themselves to mm-hmm. a higher position. And I was like, oh, yes, this is this was not at all, like you said, big business, big company, sham. Oh, this is, you know, for aesthetics mm-hmm. that you all really were serving a purpose. And so and I'm truly a God fearing woman. So it, it even praying over it and knowing that, OK, no, you all really mean well mm-hmm. for everyone at it was a no-brainer. Thank at you that so point. much. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for that trust. And again, I, I, I want to thank you. I cannot thank you enough. And uh, you could have just said, "No, I'm not going to uh, entrust my son to you," knowing the fact that you've been through hell. You might turn my son to hell. So you know mm-hmm. that. <laughs> 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 so, it takes trust. So you understand that there's a stigma out there, especially to our African American kid, that mm-hmm. they will not be accepted into anything, especially here in downtown Chicago, there is fear, mm-hmm. all right? There's a fear that other culture are not, don't like them. There's racial issues. There's a, after being in Chicago, positioning myself, I know my struggle. Mm-hmm. I know my challenges. I call them challenges. I don't, I don't call them racial problems. They are challenges of which he himself as a white man goes through the same challenge. So do you think that it's a problem for other race to donate to your child knowing being like a young black kid who is looking for the opportunity? Do you think it's a, it's a problem? And why do you think it's not a problem? And do you think that every kid should embrace the same opportunity? I do. Please. I do. And and that suggests exactly it, Sonny. I do not feel that it's a problem that anyone who's willing to donate to see the younger generation excel. He mentioned it, that even to go to a, a situation where he had to let go of, of older staff mm-hmm. and risk uh, hiring younger staff, and they far exceeded his expectations, shows that, yes, we can't put limitations on looking at an individual and thinking just from looking at them, oh, no, well, they don't have the capabilities of doing because we know too many times people have shown if, if they have the drive and they have the willpower, they can overcome not just their circumstances, but far exceed what your expectations were. So, no, there's never a problem with anyone who's willing to give 
towards our youth, they're our future. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You know, it's very sensitive. Most people don't like to even talk about it. This is where we are different. We're going to talk about everything. Mm-hmm. And we believe in diversity. We believe in helping every child to go to school to succeed. And if if we don't like what happened in the past, we should not repeat the same behavior that place us in the same awkward position today. That's why we're going to do things different. We're going to change the narrative. We're going to encourage Every child, every youth, every donor, every supporter, every man, black, white, Hispanic, Jewish, any color, to embrace each other. And mm-hmm. we're going to build that, nurture each other back to a better, strong. That's what we're here for. And we'll throw the last question for you. You're going to be out here, Dr. Santini. Is there, by chance, any a problem or issue donating to anyone, any child that is different from a child that you are familiar with? No. That's different from you. You never no, had a problem. No. You've come to all our fundraisers, yeah. and you believe in diversity. You Absolutely. believe in helping any child who is willing to change. Yeah, I mean, uh, honored to attend your, your uh, fundraisers and food drives and um, just help out in any way I can. I think more people should get involved and, and realize how, uh, you know, gratifying it is to, to help. Thank you so much. So I'm going to let Dr. Santini peel out here. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank thank you for letting me uh, participate. All right. Here to my left, I have my friend, my partner, um, who is also serving on our board since for the past five years. And you've believed in us. His name is Greg DeCobb. You also see that he has the pin and we showcase him. You you, you have a company called the networking, Tony P Networking and IQ, Appointment IQ. So I, I just want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So Greg DeCal, born and raised in small town, Southern Illinois, Centralia, Illinois. Came up here to the city uh, after working in corporate America for a while. Decided to roll the dice and start a couple of companies. Realized quickly, uh, whenever you're building companies, everybody and every opportunity is your friend. And to go out and make as many of those as possible which one of the reasons what led me to a boy in his dream and serving on the board there. Um, but yeah, so through that experience, working with the youth and building, uh, building brand awareness here. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, I have a question for you. You know, born in Nigeria myself, coming to the United States, uh, obviously I'm black and I'm different. Um, what makes you trust a boy in his dream at all? And what motivated you to want to be like part of the dream? You know, obviously there's no gain. There's nothing for you. There's no monetary value. They, you didn't get bribed in. So I was wondering if you can just like share with us because I never had a chance to ask. <laughs> um, what motivated you to want to join a boy on his dream? What is it? Well, I think it's. I think overall the mission is fantastic. Um, I really like your approach to self accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, and that your message is going out there and encouraging people to take it, take control of their own destiny mm-hmm. and being accountable to themselves. Um, I love the fact that it's a it's a smaller organization for now, mm-hmm. you know, and all the funds go directly to the scholarships. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in education and helping other people uh, aspire to get the education that they want for themselves, I think is a I think it's just a great thing to do. Um, I also believe that everybody who's, you know, well and able, you know, has a, has a social responsibility to give back. Um, if everybody 
put in a little bit of time and gave back the way that they could, I think it would solve a lot of the problems that we're seeing today. I appreciate that. Thank you. So I'm going to, uh, I really appreciate that impact and you know, your feedback and your perspective. And um, I want to throw the next question to you, um, Ms. Amani. Yeah, okay. You know, uh, being uh, an African-American strong woman and you raising a male child and um, the fear of him getting harmed, the fear of not being able to, like, help him, support him, and you also see, but you're trying, you're pushing, you never gave up, right? Uh-huh. Then you've seen other parents uh-huh. brought these children to life and didn't care. What do you have to say about that? And how can we do better to change that behavior? How can we bring that awareness to the knowledge of those people who are demonstrating this behavior to letting them know that it's not the right thing? Yeah. Uh Well, I don't know if that's just one straight answer for that. Uh, I will say, from my viewpoint, I I have definitely tried hard on my my own. I am a single mom. Um, I have always told Loyal, look, I don't have the funds Mm. to send you to school. So you do have to work hard. Um, oh, work hard. You, work you, hard. Wow. Work hard. Wow. So Say it again. Working. Work hard. Okay. Work Since hard. Since fourth grade. Since fourth grade. Since fourth grade I have, yes, I have let him know you, you have to try for scholarships, grants, um, make connections, because for a long time he stated he wanted to be an engineer. Mm. Uh, it was through it's, a Lego kit that it, his grandma it, Wow. Yes. So his drive was there. And that's his major right now. That's his major right now, yes. He he had a dream. He pursued it. He put it into action and made sure that that dream comes to light. Yes. And that's where born his dream comes in. Yes. We're going to help him make sure that the dream, he actualized that dream. That dream will come to light. To fruition, yes. Yes. Wow. That's what we stand for. That's what we're all here together. Yes, it is. And there's so many other children out there who want the same dream. They want the help. How we can reach out to those children on a very wide audience is what we're here today for. Yes. 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 So. And letting parents know that, okay, just like I let him know, I don't have the means that, you know, what you see, basically what he saw on television. Mm -hmm. So simple things of... um, Going to high rises and uh, or being on a, a yacht or a boat, that was far-fetched. That was something he just really saw on television, yes. the vacations every year. That's something he saw on television. He never experienced he it. He never experienced it. Because of a boy in his dream, now he's yes, able to experience that's it. Yes, exactly. He can feel it. He, he can, can live it. And through that, and, and he's come home elated and said, hey, Ma, now that, you know, I've, I went to this function, it was off of the lake, off the river. It was off the Chicago River, and he was able to, you know, meet Big people. Yes, <laughs> yes. And that helped drive him even further. It was like, okay, so I can't let my circumstances of where I am or, or what I'm used to and what only I've seen wow. stop me. So you all in your organization, A Boy in His Dream, has definitely opened his eyes even more so to aspire to get more. He started knocking those stumbling blocks he down. He did. He did. There's, there's. well, Loyal can tell you what it is. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, you know, your contribution. I'm going to throw the next question to you. Okay, from... Zero to hero. That's how I see you right now. From zero to hero. You had a dream. You didn't know how you're going to put those dreams to light. And all of a sudden, boom, the dream is on. 
You're living your dreams right now. Do you know, ev out of every 1,000 children who dream, maybe one is going to be able to succeed with their dream. And there's so many kids out there right now who wishes to just be like you, but they don't have the motivation, no direction, no resource, no awareness. What do you have for them? What do you want them to hear? I mean, come on. You did it. You're doing it. Honestly, I'm trying to do it, and I can't fake like I have it all together. Mm -hmm. But I can say it's about perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, you could look at a rainy day and say it's a bad day, and you could let, look at a rainy day and say it's a good day. It's all about how you go about it. So honestly, I'll just say motivation is what drives me. Mm -hmm. Like wanting more for myself and not just myself. I honestly do this for my mother. Like mm -hmm. I want it for myself, but like wanting her to see me one more. And yeah, not one more, but yeah, to see me succeed. succeed. Yeah. The same way I did for my mother. Yep. I know she wants more for me and yes. I want to give her more because she gave me more. And it's fire in you right now. You can't wait to make it happen. Big time. Yeah, I'm trying to. Dude, this kid is pumped <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So what do you have for those children right there? I just On say, the street. They're clowning. They're sagging. They're shooting each other. Honestly, that's all they were exposed to. I mean, I won't say exposed to, but just like she said before and you said, I, or even myself, let me just, my bad. That's okay. I, okay, but... I wasn't exposed to the high-rises, the the many wonders of the world that many people do see. The opportunity. But, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like kids around the area, I'd say they look up to things of that nature, like the shooting, the violence, the sagging mm -hmm. of the pants, because they think it's cool. But it's really not the case at all. It's what they were exposed to. Like having an older person on the side of you to tell you what's right and wrong, they have older people that tell them wrong is right. So it's not really them wanting to be bad, but them growing into those circumstances. But I'd say it really just takes your mindset, like, in growth, because a lot of people are still mm -hmm. growing. They mm -hmm. aren't exposed to, like, the many wonders that they could experience but are just blind to them because they just don't know. Appreciate and that. they see fast money, um, getting girls and just clothes and materialistic things is success. When really success is stability, happiness, and family value, family. good behavior. Now that's going, thank you so much. That takes me back to what I'm about to say. I'm going to touch base with that right now. So you just highlighted the problem that are facing our youth right now in the community. Lack of role model. We don't have role model. Men are checking out their children. Women are giving up. And Every look around the corner, every individual adult that you see on the street are now motivated to do great things. These are what all those children see. Yeah. And this is where a boy his drink comes in. Do you believe that a boy his drink can do more to bring light to the children? I 100% believe okay, this uh, is... a boy in his drink could bring a lot more to the children. Exactly. Like, so... Because I've seen it firsthand with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I like that. Yeah. So, you know, the plan is to be able to expand and do more for those children and activate mentor like himself, mentor like her, like myself, to go out there and I just start mentoring these children, showcasing the good behavior and walking them through it. One thing is to tell the kids to change. Second thing is to give them a reason, uh -huh. a reason to change. 
And if you take a behavior from a child, you better replace it with a different kind of a behavior that's of a great value and help them to model it. You don't just give them that be- value. You, you shock it. it. You model mm-hmm. it. And it becomes part of their life. A behavior repeated so many times. You know how much you can repeat a behavior because it, before it becomes yours? Mm. You can own up 2,000 times. Mm. 2,000 times. But repeating that behavior in a good way it's so challenging because you don't want it. They think you don't. But repeating it in, in a bad way, repeating the bad behavior can be spontaneous real quick. Uh-huh. Brrr, you uh-huh. just do it. You do bad things and it became bad. But to do the good thing, you don't want to do it because why do people don't want to do good? Because it's so hard to do good. Uh-huh. When you eventually go through the process of doing good, it's sustainable. You own it. It's so easy to do bad because it's easy. And... The byproduct, the end product of bad is a disaster, destruction. You can't, I mean, you will not be able to stay if we keep going this way. So the goal is to encourage more children, raise funds, send children to school, pair them up with mentors, attach them to companies and CEO, give them internship opportunity. And by the time we do that for the next 10 years, racial issue will not have any role to play in it. Uh, mm-hmm. If we can remove 10 students off the street, that's if we can remove 100 students off the street, that's 100 crime reduction. Uh-huh. Just so rem- let's look at it from that perspective. 100 children to college, 100 crime reduction in Chicago. Now you can move freely on the street uh-huh. because you say yes, because he said, yeah, I'm going to school. He could have gave up. Your adversity, your challenging situation is not different from mine. We all have problems. Then we also have decisions to make, whether we're going to do right or wrong, whether we're going to use our past negative experiences to hurt others or not. It's a choice. I made that choice. I could have been blazing right now just doing bad stuff because of what I went through as a childhood. Mm-hmm. But I did it. We have choices to make. And I want to make sure that the audience are listening right now that we are here to do work. We are here to do work, expand the boy on his dream, encourage more children to utilize available resources to better themselves so that they can become good people so that we have a community back. Because what's going on right now in our community is not good. And every problem that we have going on right now, all the bastards shooting, children sagging, dropping out of school, it can be fixed. It just can be fixed. It's just we agree to fix those problems. And let's channel all these resources that we have into problem solving. And you'll see, in the next five years, problem will almost be resolved. But they don't want to do it because chaos brings profit to the people who are not genuine by change. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're here for, Born His Dream. So what do you have for the audience out here today? Yeah, I would just say if, if you're looking to get out and get involved. I highly recommend looking into uh, charities, nonprofits. Uh, Avoiding His Dream is a phenomenal place to give back, meet people, you know, experience new things. There's races or building playgrounds, a lot of opportunities. But most importantly, yeah, interacting with our today's youth and being that example that you're talking about. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Ma'am, is there any contribution? What would you see that we can add as an appendage? What can we take on? What can we add to it? What can take off? 
Mm-hmm. What is it that is not working that you see? What is it that you will want to see us add to it other than mentorship, the stipend that we give, and just being there 24-7 because my phone, I, I take my phone to bed for my for you and other mentees that I have. You can call me anytime. And exposing them for all the networking opportunity. And what else do you think that we can add on to it? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you all are doing such a phenomenal job. It's so hard to state that. But I do believe, like you hit on the head, definitely the mentors, the number of mentors and making sure that this every mentee mm-hmm. does have that one-on-one. And then knowing that in the future that those mentees are also going to in turn become mm-hmm. mentors themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's all about that reaching back. Mm-hmm. And I see you all propelling that, and I only see it expanding. Yes, so... Just keep up what you all are doing. Thank Absolutely. You. I appreciate it. And I'm not just being a mentor, also joining the board of directors. Yes. One of them is on the pool right now. <laughs> Elijah is coming as a board. Yeah, he's oh. coming on the board. Okay. He's being groomed right now. Yeah. Yes. He'll be on the board. And then we are taking a trip to Africa to go install playground and give out the meal that we pack. We make it one trip per year to Africa to install playground. And we're working here, we're working in Africa. So the goal is to install 100 playgrounds, yes. 10 million food giving up. Eventually, we can have enough resources because capital intensive. We can convert that to agriculture whereby they cultivate their own food so they can not be hungry no more because malnutrition almost kill me. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this all, the problem is universal, it's mm-hmm. all global. So you just got to be wanting to do your best and then save one child at a time. That's what we're here. I want to thank you all. Anything? Any contribution? Oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out. Remember this kid? He got flew down from school to attend the gala. Yes. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I yes. didn't, I didn't <laughs> You know what? We did one phone call. That was it. Anything you want is a donor. They don't see you as a black kid. They see you as a child who's willing to do better. Yeah. You need any help, you need anything, all you need to do is say, Mr. Sonny, this is my, these are my needs, right? This is a possibility. Guaranteed, give me 24 hours. Mm-hmm. All I need to do is just send it all out. Yeah. We've, when we're about to fly you out overnight to come attend Gila, a lady just screenshot the credit card. I don't know this lady, I just sent an email, she screenshot the credit card. I said, charge it. That's crazy. Yeah, I and I feel it across with her. Make sure you email her every now and then. I won't tell you who she. You research her and find out. There's one top top ten executive in California. You didn't yeah, even know I'm, the one. Well, I put it in your hand, I just gave you the top secret. Yeah, top ten executive in California. Secret. So that's this was all about exposing them to this opportunity. So thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening to A Boy His Dream podcast. I will see you on the next episode. Remember, don't catch every stone. If you catch every stone be thrown at you, you will be busy catching stones.